0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello, and welcome to episode three of Two Millennials, One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And filling in this week for Abby is the one and only Anna Grace.
1: Hello, listeners. Glad to be here.
0: This week, we return with actually two millennial perspectives opposed to just me talking to myself. So this will automatically be better. Today's topic is about college, and uh, as with most things in life, we're going to just start on a facet of this topic, and we'll see where we end up. And you're hearing from professionals here, because we both went to college.
1: We did, indeed.
0: We went to the same college, actually. Uh, We are proud, question mark, graduates of Truman State University. Go
1: dogs! woof woof.
0: There you go. Uh, I graduated in 2011.
1: And I graduated in 2017.
0: Anna, go and give us your, just your college experience. Like, how'd you get there? Why'd you decide Truman? What brought you here?
1: Well, I can say with much practice, because I was a Truman tour guide, I chose Truman because my brother went there, and it was a very positive experience for him, and I wanted a similar experience. Uh, But really, my brother went uh, with scholarships, and my parents were like, oh, cool, we don't want to pay for your college either. And I knew Truman would be affordable and uh, had decently good programs, was far enough away that people couldn't visit me if I didn't want them to. And here I am.
0: Interesting. So would you say money or the scholarship aspect was the driving force?
1: Not totally, but it was up there.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what brought me to Truman as well. I was a terrible, terrible high school student and didn't plan whatsoever. And honest to goodness, the only reason I'm here right now and in Kirksville and went to Truman was because the dude next to me in U.S. government was like, dude, let's go to Truman. I was like, huh, it is April. I haven't applied anywhere. So maybe that would be a good idea. So I applied. They let me in. Uh, They also touted like, hey, get your master's in five years. And I was like, oh, that sounds dope.
1: That also, yeah, got me to Truman.
0: Yeah, which is a a lie. Don't listen to that when they tell you that. But it, uh, it convinced me. You look shocked that that's a lie.
1: Wait, is that a lie? I got my master's in five years.
0: Yeah, mine, well, mine was in five years as well because I pushed myself through. But the true, if you go like the math or science route, that's a six-year program. Oh, okay. Because you are teaching that sixth year and it's technically a job, but you don't have your master's degree yet.
1: Oh, good fact. I did not know while giving all those tours.
0: Indeed. And that's, I think (laughs) they're told to say that. Nonetheless, still went to Truman. Was a positive time. It definitely opened my eyes. And I'm an advocate for college for the most part. Would you agree with that? I
1: would agree with that.
0: My overall issue with college and what made me want to podcast this week about the topic is the cost of college specifically and how obnoxious that is. <laughs> I left college with a ton of debt to be a math teacher, which is insane. Uh, just to get my math degree and my master's, I had to take out loans upwards of $20,000. Granted, I was coming from out of state, but to obtain a degree in order to teach math, I feel like I shouldn't have left with that much debt.
1: I agree with that. I think both of us work with high schoolers and we see These are 18-year-olds without fully developed brains who are taking on one of the biggest costs of their lives that may or may not pay off in today's job market, Uh, and it really is mind-boggling how little we prepare kids for that.
0: I would agree with that, totally. I was reading an article recently about the millennial generation specifically, which is the point of this podcast, (laughs) but uh, we're really having this debate right now as a generation of whether college is worth it or not. Is taking on that much debt at age 18 at 19, 2020 Twenty-one, etc. Is that worth the degree? And for the most part, I think everyone would say yes, but it's at a huge cost. Like obviously having a college degree opens doors and you're going to make more money overall than not having one. But if you're riddled with debt and you're paying off those student loans until you're 60, is that really a great idea?
1: I agree with that. And I think another interesting point of this is especially being in a small rural community and both of us coming from even smaller rural communities is that college is a chance for uh, to experience new things, to meet new people, to meet a different variety of people than you would normally be exposed to and this is becoming a more and more expensive thing and kind of a privilege to be able to do that. This touches on some other things, this big divide of people who can't go to college are staying in the same place and this college thing is becoming a big privilege for people who already have potential avenues with people they know or job skills they may already have so it's becoming a bigger V after graduation of what your opportunities are whether or not you can afford college.
0: No doubt. And I wonder that all the time. Like We're creating or we're enhancing this wage and education gap uh, because it really does boil down to, are you well off enough to go to college? And I don't think that should be how it is. You are now at a point where you have some extremely bright individuals that are not going to college simply because they can't afford that. They're making that decision, which is probably the right decision financially. But at the same time, that's closing a lot of doors. And that I do not believe is good for us as a country.
1: And people also always point to, you know, the people who quit college like Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and things but they already got to college they were already meeting people they were already taking classes they already were getting that exposure it's not just it's not like they didn't get anything out of college.
0: Not to argue the anti-college perspective, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of successful people that don't go to college. That was the big thing amongst my peer group in high school is a lot of kids were just like, I'm going to the railroad and they they make way more money than I do and they didn't have college. There are other jobs that can provide you more lucrative careers than a college degree can, but at the same time, it should be an option. Like if you truly have a bright student that wants to expand their mind, I think we as a country have to do a better job of allowing that. And I, I know what that would take. Ultimately, the government needs needs to decide, do we want an educated populace or not? That's the only thing that can drive down the cost of college. If you leave that up to the institutions themselves, uh, they're not going to self-regulate. And that's exactly why we're in the spot we are now.
1: These colleges are, like Truman is struggling to stay affordable and there's no government backup for that. So they're just, it's just not sustainable.
0: Oh, 100%. And if the government's doing anything, they're cutting the amount of money that goes out to these universities, which in turn makes them raise their tuition. And then you're pricing people out. And I get the argument that people will make all the time of like, oh, colleges spend all these money on athletes and the greatest fields, and they're paying their administrators too much. I 100% agree with all of that. But at the same time, even with that, if you want to call it abuse of spending, it's still so lacking in the funding department from the government that the tuition has to go up. Even if you took those things away, it still wouldn't be affordable and sustainable for a lot of students.
1: I agree with that. And I think we were kind of talking about the non-college route. I think there's... also a point to be made about what you do with college if you have the access to it because there are people who go to college, they go to their classes, they get okay grades, they graduate, they have debt, and they say, okay, I'm ready for my job now, but they have the minimal marketable skills. And you look at the flip side of that, someone who maybe went to welding school, which is an extremely lucrative career, they're going to be making much more. And it's more too, I think, about what you're putting into it is another component
0: I don't know about what your household was like, but I had two non-college educated parents telling me day in and day out that I was going to college. And I feel like that happens a lot of times and not that parents don't know best, but obviously there are some instances where the student may not need to go to college, but we are sending them and that's creating a debt situation for a student that may not necessarily need one.
1: Right. And there's a word I learned in one of my college classes. I forget what it is, but it's about how the change of society is that the parent can no longer tell a child what to expect, or they can't follow that role, and that's what we're in right now. You know, a lot of our parents went to college. They could afford it. They got a job. They worked the job. Things were fine. And now we're in a position that's much different than that. You, you can find all kinds of the articles about you used to be able to work in the summers and be able to afford college. And that is obviously no longer the case here if you're familiar with college costs at all. So we have, you know, the people we look to are parents, older counselors or whatnot. They can't necessarily tell the kids what to expect and help them evaluate if the cost of college is worth it or
0: not. Uh, That's very true. If you aren't educated yourself and you're the one helping these students make decisions, that is not a recipe for success. Speaking of that college debt, I did look up some facts. Right now, student loan debt exceeds credit card debt and auto loan debt, which as a human that has one of those things, I do have an auto loan. That's terrifying that the sum of those things outpace a car loan. Most people have a car payment, right? but the total amount of student loans, which does not affect the total population as a car loan would, uh, exceeds that, as well as credit card debt. If you think about how many people are in credit card debt, that's kind of terrifying. Uh, Two-thirds of graduates uh, in 2016, I believe, came out of college with debt. So two-thirds of those that entered into a college degree came out with debt with an average of $35,000 of debt. Yeah. I, I don't see how that's sustainable and not to go too far into economics here, but the 2008 financial crash was under similar circumstances of where they were giving out loans to people uh, for houses that couldn't in no way pay those things back and were thrown a- around a lot of money and uh, that tipped and we went into a huge recession and if you google uh, the cost of college, the first 30,000 results that come up are about the looming student loan crisis because they think the same thing is going to happen because so many people are in debt and the default rate is high
1: right It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it's really terrifying. You know, you do hear about people who they spend all this money on a college degree and then they aren't able to turn it into a job at any rate that they'll be able to pay back or even ever expect to pay back. And I've seen, you know, friends who've had to make decisions and career decisions and life decisions all surrounding uh, whether how they were going to pay that debt back. We're hoping that these college graduates can go out into the world and do big things, but they're severely limited by this pressing issue of how they're going to pay these student loans off.
0: Student loans, if they are big enough, they 100% change your life. They impact the decisions you make. I mean, even if you do have a job, sometimes you're paying like the majority of your check to get the student loan paid off. That's delaying home purchases. That's delaying starting a family. That's delaying getting married. I don't see how a college graduate with significant student loan payments could have a family at this point. And this is something that no other generation has really dealt with. And like you pointed out earlier, like our parents' generation, they could work in the summer. Tuition was a thousand bucks. Books were 50 bucks. Like That was a different time. And our particular generation, we are saddled with all of this debt. And student loan debt is even a scarier type of debt. Again, not to go too economical here, but that's one of the few debts that is never canceled. They tell you if you take a loan out, it's not gone you have to pretty much die that's the one way it gets canceled
1: yeah and the thing that still just is like the most mind-blowing thing of this is all is we're giving 18 year olds this we're saying well you have to do this to go to college they don't know what they're doing again their parents were not probably in a similar college situation if they even went to college and we're saddling them with this debt and we're saying all right this is how you do it and I think we're doing a disservice to our college students
0: That is truly a disservice. When you view it in that lens, that is a terrifying prospect. We are basically corrupting the next generation. I think we're now just starting to see the effects of that. I think you're going to have a large uh, amount of students that are just going to opt to not go to college.
1: And I think as uh, careers change, and I was reading this article, the Seattle head of transportation has just had a daughter and he said, I don't even know if she'll have a driver's license. We're that close to autonomous cars. It's just mind blowing the way the world's going to change. And so many jobs are going to be changing. A lot of jobs are going to be mechanized and those jobs are going to be gone. And then other people are going to need jobs. It's just going to be very interesting slash disturbing to see how it all shakes out.
0: You know, this is going to become a problem when you have like Elon Musk and all of these really uber smart guys worrying about autonomous everything and taking away the jobs. That does pose another problem. Are you going to college to get a degree that may not yield a job? Are you not going to college and not get a degree that still will not yield a job? We're as a society, we're going to have to start considering things like universal basic income and uh, just ways to provide people things that can't find employment because you're right. I think we picked a somewhat safe career as educators. Um, yeah, you, she just crossed her fingers there. And I agree with that. I mean, everything can be replaced. I mean, at some point, they're just going to wheel in a TV set. And they're, there's <laughs> oh, the kids will be teacher. so
1: excited.
0: Yeah, it will be
1: the best day ever. <laughs> but
0: that's a concern. I mean, even, I, and we see this in the past and we see this time and time again of you think you're in a safe career. There's the analogy that horses thought they were <laughs> great. You know, like everyone rode a horse and then someone creates a mechanical horse called a car and now horses are like, I'm going to ride these on the weekend. They're not used anymore. Right. And the analogy is, hey, we're the horses. At some point, uh, we're just going to be put out to pasture and we're going to have to find things to occupy our time. We're going to have to go eat hay. And <laughs> It's an interesting analogy, but these are these are issues and the uh, exorbitant cost of college plays 100% into that because there's going to be some hard decisions to make and if you do opt to take on this debt to receive uh, enhanced education or a secondary degree, are you going to be able to use it? And that just convolutes this mess.
1: Right. And makes it an even scarier prospect to sign on for that debt when you can't even imagine the world you. I think about that all the time when I'm teaching my kids is what jobs are these kids even going to have by the time it's actually time for a second grader to have a job. It's going to be so different than what we can even plan for. Yeah.
0: I get the immediate gratification, I guess, as a teacher, because I watch, like I have mostly seniors and I watch them go and get a career. And I'm, I've taught long enough now where I've seen some of them graduate college and go out there and find employment. And that's great, but you're exactly right. Right. Like at some point, that's going to change drastically. Like you may be teaching kids that there is no job prospect. Right. Mm. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Depressing. This is
1: depressing. This is. To add to depressing, the fact I mentioned earlier, speaking of college loans and just in general how hard this is, can college can be, according to a recent survey, half of college students are food insecure.
0: Explain that. What is food insecure? What would you class that as?
1: Uh, I did not read the full research article, but I assume it's that you're not completely confident that you're going to have food at all the times you need it.
0: Yeah, and that, granted, it's been a few years since I've been in college, but I, I saw that. I've lived with some people in college that uh, coming by food was a hard thing. You're in college. You are clearly intelligent enough to handle a collegiate workload, but you can't afford or find food. And, I mean, you're leveraging, like, your life. You're like, I'm paying for this degree, but yet I can't afford to eat.
1: Right. Or I take on a job to try and pay for it, and then college suffers. It just, yeah. Yeah. A very tricky yeah. road to walk.
0: This is a, an interesting time for something that should be, I don't want to say given, but that opportunity should be there. You should, if you want in this country, be able to go get a secondary degree or go to advance your education. But if you're signing up for something and you're going to have a ton of debt at the end and you can't eat during it, that's going that's, to discourage you. Yeah,
1: yeah. But in a more positive note, because this is getting depressing. Uh, I do think we're going to see as, you know, there's these massive online open courses. I have some friends who are extending their uh, learning through online programs of their learning software programming and all these things. There are options to learn usable skills that aren't college. But again, those may be limited options if if you have to work or you have a family or these things. So it's not completely accessible, but hopefully as technology grows, we will also see that continued advancement in different, options than college. And I think that demand will continue to rise as the deck rises.
0: That's a a fair point. That's something I consider as well. I view it more from a, I guess, a free market standpoint. Do you feel that these online resources and this onslaught of, I don't know, MIT open coursework and that type of stuff, is that enough to challenge conventional universities to perhaps lower their fees or make it more of an, an option for students?
1: Uh... I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) I
0: hope it is. Yeah, Uh,
1: but yeah, I don't know how realistic it is to expect them to lower it,
0: I guess. Do you think there's a limit amongst, I don't want to say our generation, it'd probably be the generation after, that if college remains this expensive, that it would become just something that no one does? Do you think we would move away from college education or is that super ingrained? Like, is there a limit on cost? Will they have to lower it at some point to maintain interest? Like if enrollment starts dropping and to some extent it has. There are some colleges in this very state that cannot fill their enrollment quota right is there a a level there that we're going to see a change from the university structure to support more students attending or will that just go down in flames if like no one no one decides to go to college or is going to ride that out
1: i don't know but i feel like there has been moves of colleges to try and support more different type of students but I may have imagined that
0: different type as in ethnicity like, or like socioeconomic background, like or,
1: socioeconomic, like online only or okay. like that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: No, I, I agree. I do see some universities expanding their offerings. Right. But at the same time, uh, the cost has to come down with that. Like you're pricing out a lot of people a lot of rational people right if I were in high school right now I don't know I honestly would debate going to college as bad as that is to say as a college educated person after having gone through it and having had the debt I I don't know if I would go that route again
1: yeah that's that's interesting to think about as we advise high schoolers on what to do with their lives right
0: and I beat the college drum day in and day out right with my clientele I feel like I should but yeah I'm just like hey put yourself in debt that's what I'm saying
1: (laughs) exactly yeah for something that will hopefully pay off fingers crossed yeah. yeah
0: there's no guarantee anymore
1: well the hot new job i don't like the hot job when i was growing up i don't even remember what it was maybe doctor but now it's a youtuber so that does not require a college degree correct so maybe there will be a push against college yeah as I, everyone becomes a youtuber
0: a youtuber or a mumble rapper did you just point at me because i'm on youtube <laughs> yeah sorry yeah if my youtube ever starts tr- churning a profit where i can quit my job i will i will actually burn my college degree if that happens
1: <laughs> Okay, they'll get so many hits. Ooh,
0: burn it on YouTube. Yeah. I was just thinking in private, but yeah. Oh, no, I'll definitely do it on YouTube. YouTube.
1: Okay. Well, as the YouTuber rises, we'll see if that can support the
0: society. Right.
1: Which, if cars can drive themselves, maybe it can.
0: Honestly, if you go all in on the idea that we're going to become a totally autonomous society, we're going to have to do something to occupy our time. Right. It could just be we all make YouTube videos and watch right. them. Right. And watch other. our own. That is some arguments that people make about the universal basic income. The question is, what would we do if all jobs are taken over by machines? And a lot of people's answers are art and music. And like yeah. we're going to expand, have a renaissance of art, essentially, which is kind of like thrilling. Like little
1: Pump. It's already started.
0: That's the renaissance. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci <laughs> gang, Gucci <laughs> gang.
1: That's not what we've
0: all been waiting for. Um, another little factoid here that I pulled off during my three minutes of research for this episode. The Department of Education, basically our bosses. Right.
1: They Ooh, hold. Careful.
0: I've got her scared. <laughs> they hold 93% of the total outstanding student loan balance, which, by the way, is $1.3 Dollars. So, my. Issue with that is you have a government agency that is basically making a ton of money because they, they get the interest on that and it's very lucrative. Yeah, granted, people aren't defaulting; they're making a lot of money on student loans. And I I'm glad the government offers an opportunity or some loan situations for students because otherwise there are legitimately students that could not go to college. Personally, I could not have gone to college if I wasn't able to get a loan to go there. Uh, my family didn't have the money; I didn't have the money, uh, so that helped me. I'm proof that this system works, but at the same time, you're talking about $1.3 trillion, 93% of that at which the government holds and they're earning interest on, yet the government can't seem to properly fund these institutions. Such that we don't have to take out so much loan money. Not getting conspiratorial on this or anything, but that fundamentally is a problem to me.
1: Right, that does seem odd.
0: I guess my question from that is, say we're going to stick with the current collegiate system that we have. Is there a fix that we can have outside of like us running on a dual ticket for president and like we change how colleges are funded? Obviously,
1: uh, the only solution I see.
0: That might be. But is there another like feasible way that we can address this?
1: Oh, I don't think so without not without a massive reworking of universities as they are. I mean, you think about professors who have paid to get their doctorates expecting a certain amount of money. And uh, if you change that, then you're going to have less people going for doctorates. And I think it would change. I think it would be really hard to quick fix it. I think it would we'd really have to look at what is our goal of college and who's working and who's making money and
0: that is a complaint what you mentioned there's among a list I was reading lists of articles titled why is college so expensive <laughs> and a lot of the I mean the things were the obvious ones we mentioned like sports facilities and spending a lot of uh, money for buildings and making it look fancy uh, but the other things were administrators but it was always followed up by the staff as in the professors are not the drain on the salary right to the point i mean yes they have pensions typically and they have health care costs but to the point where a lot of universities and i i saw this at truman as well is they will not hire a full-time professor they will put an adjunct in there because they're cheaper right which is depressing if you have to charge this much for tuition yet half of your professors are adjunct which is nothing wrong with an adjunct professor i'm an adjunct professor myself at a community college i that career supports my my summer activities uh but at the same time a lot of that that money that's not going even to the professors like yeah they they deserve the money and they have a doctor and they worked hard for that Uh, but that's not the drain on college funds it's the administrators it's the provost that's your drain on the money that's those six figure salaries that's the the million dollar per year presidentship of a university
1: right but i you know it is a double-edged sword and people will argue with this with athletic facilities as well as when you are giving a tour of a college the kids want to know that they're programs are offered which takes professors you have to pay for these resources to attract students to make money but then they cost more money so it's kind of a a vicious cycle indeed that's a a
0: no a no-win scenario right that was another thing listed there that reminded me of the competition that universities have to put on among themselves to attract people and that's why they're building these buildings and having a five-star chef in the cafeteria and obviously we don't have that Water experience park. right but there are universities that have these amenities if you will uh, to right. attract people to get their money to get those uh, tuition payments uh, so my thought and i don't know if this would ever work but just get a bunch of really good professors and a bunch of really good kids and I don't know (laughs) hold college in like a field or something (laughs) which yeah that that obviously is way too random but I I think you get the idea of like just pare it down
1: right and I think it also touches on another factor of college, is that people don't just see college as an education. It's a stage in your life. It's a time of your life. These are the things you're doing. Oh, you're you're part of Greek life. You're part of clubs. You're doing these different things that do take university funding because when people think of college, and this also goes, I think, to why people go to college, is it's kind of this part of your life if that's what you choose. It's kind of a transition period, and I think that's why that wouldn't quite work is because people don't want to just have field class in a field. They want to have the college experience and they want to go to the football game and they want it to be in a big field and a nice stadium and that's also part of college.
0: And that's why I have a co-host do this so they can <laughs> shoot my ideas down. But no, you're exactly right. Those sometimes are the good parts of college and not to get like oh my frat was the best thing there was. I would never ever preach on that. But legitimately some people make their best friends for life at college. They meet their right. spouse at college. It is, you're right, it is, a, it is a transition time of a lot of Americans. It's an important 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 component of that.
1: Which, to cycle back to our earlier topic, we are barring people from because of the high cost. And another thing we talk about, uh, I've talked about in a class is this adolescent, the adolescent stages, you know, you used to go to college, and then you graduate, and then you'd be an adult. Well, now you graduate, you have crushing student debt, you live at home with your parents, you're not financially independent, you're still potentially living at home. So we're delaying this, uh, this like stage of adolescence and as a millennial on this millennial show when everyone's you know old people complain about millennials not being able to grow up that's not necessarily a choice that's kind of the choice that's being put on you back when you're 18 when you say yeah I'll go to college I'm signing this loan sign that I don't even know what it is I remember getting like my papers and you had to be careful not to take on a loan it was easy to take on a loan and not even know what you're doing
0: yeah. So for all the hate that millennials are subjected to, you're right. A lot of this isn't out of our control. We're being told to go do this yet. This is causing the problem right. of why I still live in my mom's basement. Is there a fix that I am always coming back to this? I want to fix things. <laughs> I don't get on a podcast and just complain. I want right. a solution. Uh... I feel this problem may be too big for us though. <laughs> this mean, is complex. So-
1: I don't have a trillion dollars laying around to spring everybody out of debt. But I think, okay, let's let's talk. We don't have solutions, but I have some actionable tasks for people thinking about college, which I always preach to people that listen. So now I have an even wider audience. So my one is that I would always see this, and I kind of touched on this earlier. You know, you make your little LinkedIn profile at the end of college and you're job hunting, and I'd see people, and their tagline was student. And that was all. That was all they had to show. And again, this is a little (laughs) rude, but if you go to college for four years and you don't do any work or have anything to prove, you're going to not be set up well for jobs. And yes, it'd be great if you just got your college degree and got a job, but you're going to be a lot better off if you're like, yeah, even if you have to work at a pizza place, you are learning applicable skills. And I toured a lot of design firms back in my design life, and they said, oh, we love seeing that. It shows you worked hard. It shows you have people skills. So actionable task, don't just go to classes, do something else with your life so you have things to show for it. Uh, So I think that's a big, big actionable task. Look for scholarships as much as possible. And I, I think you have to consider when you look at colleges, how much is this gonna cost you should be like top three question. Does it have the program I want? How much is it gonna cost me? how fast can my parents get here those are top three questions
0: kids those are all great points yeah and i don't want at any point during this podcast for anyone to think of oh this public educator is urging kids not to go to college i 100% right. think if you want to go to college and you think it's a good idea and you think it will benefit your life that you should definitely do that uh, but anna is exactly right you need to weigh that out do you need to go to the private university that's $80,000 a year or would the university an hour away from home be a better fit we can be smarter
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. Again, obviously, you know, college has served me well. It was fun. I learned a lot. I got to do a lot of cool stuff. But I do think too often it's the default without us really sitting down and talking a kid through, okay, you may graduate with $40,000 in debt and your job only pays... Twenty thousand entry salary like how is that really going to look for you
0: yeah we need to become a larger voice us early term millennials we need to get in there and help this next generation out because the generation previous to us has no idea what they're talking about right but you seem to
1: well good that's what i got out of my college degree i can trick people into thinking i'm talking know what i'm talking
0: about very nice All right, uh, we'll wrap this show up. Uh, This is the point of the the episode where we do our song pick of the week. And I did not tell my co-host that this happens. So if there's a lot of dead space here, I will be sure to edit that out.
1: Okay, uh, my pick is going to be Kids Bop. Uh, I forget which song it is, but instead of it saying Rip Jeans Skin Was Showing, it says Rip Jeans Smile Showing which is like the weirdest edit ever, and it makes me laugh every time. So if you if you work with primary school children, it's a great one. It'll give you a laugh, and they won't understand why.
0: The song of a week from a second grade teacher. <laughs> I should have seen that coming, that that would have been a kid's pop tune. I know. Uh, my song pick of the week is a new release by Coleman Hell. It's a song called Manic, and it lists basically every mental disorder ever. And I'd, it's a good jam. That sounds like that would uh, be a terrible song, it is. but uh, it's it's a good it's it's catchy. Uh, thanks for checking us out. I hope you enjoyed this episode about college. I hope if you want to, you go to college, and I hope if you don't want to, you don't.
1: Yeah, just think about it. That's all we ask.
0: Check us out next week. Uh, Hopefully we'll have our original host back. If not, it may be Anna Grace again. (laughs) That'll be a treat for all.
1: We got nothing better to do.
0: Peace.